0: This evening, we're looking at another difficult topic, uh, and sometimes very difficult to speak about this in, in a church setting, but I think it's very important, and it's essential that we do so. I'm talking about pornography. And so I want to discuss with you one of the most threatening current social phenomenon to our marriage, to our family, life, and to our young people today. And remember, we're talking about families and rebuilding foundations, and see it in this context, please, because I believe this is one uh, area, one aspect, one issue that really is eating away at the foundation of the Christian home and the life of young people as well. Now, just a few years ago, this threat of pornography came via magazines, and movies, and photos, and other paper medium. Remember, we used to have cards that we used to share the same way you you share baseball cards and so on and with these very uh, vile photos but now although these are still with us the electronic and cyber media have not only multiplied the amount of available pornographic material but they've also made this material to be available immediately without cost in many cases and in the safety of privacy and away from everyone else that no one knows and so it's become a dominant, a worldwide problem today but let's begin with some definitions because I always like to be sure we understand what we're talking about and I want you to understand that these evening services now, from now on in the future will have to do with informing and educating our people along these issues so, we are going to begin with the definition. The word pornography comes into the English directly from the Greek word, pornographos. This means writings about prostitutes. It comes from the word prone or harlot and graphos, writing. Writing about harlots, writing about prostitutes. That's the origin of the word or the concept, pornography. So whenever you're dealing with this pornography, then you're you're dealing with material that has to do with harlots and prostitutes, male and female. Right away, you see, you get into a filthy world. It's a dirty world. It's a world that no one who claims the name of Christ should be in. No young person should be involved in it. The English word, though, has come to have a broader definition today to include all writings, photographs, movies, or works of art that depict sexual activity, particularly illicit sexual acts or perversions. This has caused one U.S. Attorney General to make this statement concerning pornography. He says, I cannot define pornography, but I know it when I see it. You have the seeds of the historical context because it has become more and more difficult to define what is pornographic. Is just seeing a naked person, is that pornographic? Some would claim it is. People want to take pictures of nudes all over the places and all kinds of poses, and they say this is art, you see. And so it's a real problem in defining, at least as far as the world is concerned. The standard of philosophy describes pornography in this way. Pornography is any material, either pictures or words, that is sexually explicit. Now this definition of pornography may pick out different types of material in different contexts. Because you see, what is viewed as sexually explicit in one culture may not be viewed in that way in another culture. And so they're trying to say, well, what might be pornographic here might not be pornographic over there. This is where the legal stuff comes in. And this is where the people who are fighting for pornographic materials are coming in to try to make it more difficult to impose any kinds of legal penalty upon pornography. But here's another definition. And I'm going through several because I want you to get in your mind what we're talking about pornography is sexually explicit material, verbal or pictorial, that is primarily, now it's a little further described than the first one, that is primarily designed to produce illicit sexual arousal in viewers. There is intent behind it. It's not just to be art. It is to stimulate thoughts and, uh, and thinking and to arouse the basic instincts of the viewer. That's one definition. But here's another one. Pornography is sexually explicit material designed to produce sexual arousal in consumers. Now, here's an addition. That is bad in a certain way. That is bad in a certain way. It's negative. It's not good for the person who is viewing it. One for One more. Pornography is explicit depiction or exhibition of sexual activity in literature, films or photography that is intended, notice the intention, that is intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. You see, it's trying to separate it from what people call art, works of art. It is material that is intended to arouse the baser instincts of individuals. Kirby Anderson, he was out here a couple of times. He He was here at Calvary, Probe Ministries. This is what he says. He quotes, actually, the 1986 U.S. Attorney General Commission on Pornography defined pornography as material that is predominantly sexually explicit and intended primarily for the purpose of sexual arousal. Hardcore pornography. See, they, 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 make, they make two distinctions, hardcore and softcore. Hardcore pornography is sexually explicit in the extreme and devoid of any other apparent content or purpose. In other words, the only reason for it is to arouse a person in a moral sense. That's hardcore. Hardcore. Now that's what the world gives as definition. Let's look at what the Bible says about what is pornographic. Here's some words used in the Bible to condemn pornography as sin. Galatians 5.19 Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to see severity of this stuff. Persons who do it for a living, as a lifestyle, that's the meaning. those who practice these things, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But when we talk about pornography, we're talking about things that can keep us out of the kingdom of God if we make a living at it or if we do it on an ongoing basis if that's all we want to do is watch and view pornography it could keep us out of the kingdom of God that's what the text says now let's look at each of these words immorality that's the word porneia in the Greek it's a embrace or generic word that covers all forms of sexual impurity Poneia includes fornication, adultery, incest, prostitution. This is the basic core definition of pornography. All kinds of sexual immorality. Then is a the second word in that verse impurity. It means moral uncleanness. Moral uncleanness. It originally had reference to dirt or dirtiness in a physical sense in other words you walk out into a yard and things are filthy there you would say it's impure but now it came to be used to describe ritual religious and ceremonial impurity which barred a worshipper from worshiping God if you were not qualified because of something in your lifestyle you were impure but now it has two ideas One. Impurity means the quality of that which is soiled or dirty. Someone with a dirty mind is an impure person. Someone with a dirty mind is an impure person, and it abides that person from true worship. That's the idea. But yet we have a lot of profession, and we're going to see that. I was one of them who would go to a pornographic shop, a movie, on Saturday night, and go to church Sunday morning, and take communion. And we still have people doing that. Being involved. But he says impure. It disbars, disqualifies us from worship. It also has a second meaning, impurity. It has an impurity where there is repulsive quality, a repulsive quality that invokes disgust in decent people. You walk down the road or you're watching something and you see it and you disgust it. That's because you've just seen something that is impure. Has ever happened to you on TV or just walking? I remember my first time I went to New York. That's before what's his name did a clean up job, but I understand they're still there. They have strips, street after street, block after block. Pornographic stuff. And even though I was involved in pornography, it was filthy even to me to see it. That's what he's talking about. Then there's a third word sensuality, or lasciviousness, or licentiousness. It means public sexual excesses. William Barclay, the, the, the Greek scholar, says there are three characteristics of sensuality. One, wanton and undisciplined action, wanton, that which is uh, just free. You have no restraints at all. Uh, for those of you who are old enough, if you can think back to uh, Woodstock, wanton behavior, those young people did whatever they wanted to do. They stripped. They had uh, sexual relations right there in the open. All kinds of things were going drugs and everything that's what he's talking about here that kind of a thing we have it here at times when students come down and, and go on the beaches and they have these orgies going on we have it right here in some of our clubs when they go and they have all these kinds of dances and all kinds we have it right here when we allow people to do lap dancing it's called that's wanton behavior no respect or regard for others Completely indifferent to public opinion and public decency. It's just a freedom wanting to do everything they want. And that's prevalent today. There's a lot of wanton behavior on TV. Those who are involved in the gay and lesbian movement do it every year. Well, more than that, but especially with the gay pride march and so on. Wanton behavior. They don't care what anybody else thinks. That's what it talks about. And anybody who's involved in that kind of activity or, or even watches it, according to this definition, it makes you an impure person. Now let's look at how prevalent this is. First, in the U.S., because we have stats there. I've just been able to get some from the Bahamas. Pornography, as said, in the U.S., is an $8 billion a year business. This is a couple of years old, actually, so it's probably more than that. million surfers, that's people who are on the net, visited porn sites from home computers in January 2000. That has gone up, you'll see in a moment. A 40% increase from four months earlier, and it is increasing every month, every day it is going up. Web surfers spent $970 million assessing porn sites in 1998. That has increased dramatically as well. Porn accounts for 69% of the 1.4 billion pay-to-view online content market compared to video games and sports. This is especially true in hotels. You have businessmen, you have people going to the United States, and you can buy porn from your room on the TV. And that's done all the time. The average age of the first internet exposure to pornography is 11 years old. See this is why I am so concerned about this. 11. I'm not talking just about adults here. 11 years old, 15 to 7 years old, having multiple hardcore exposures, 80% of those kids. That means they do it again and again and again. 8 to 16 years old, having viewed porn online, 90% of them have. In 2006, total internet porn revenue was $97.6 billion. That's in the U.S. That's increased now. Pornography is a $13 billion industry, more than the combined annual revenue of the Coca-Cola and Douglas corporations. Isn't that amazing? And many children are involved in that, paid to do that as well. In the U.S., nearly 900 theaters show porn films and more than 15,000 adult bookstores and video stores offer porn material. That's increased. I used to fly to Miami just so I could go to these shows. Fly. Because they didn't have it over here. Now they do. And porn stores are beginning to open here. That's why we have to become more vocal about these things. Pornography is material that is predominantly sexually explicit and intended primarily for the purpose of sexual arousal. Hardcore porn is sexually explicit in the extreme and devoid of any other apparent content or purpose. Researchers have shown that 40 to 50 percent of rapists use porn to arouse themselves prior to seeking out a victim. Even brief exposures to violent forms of pornography can lead to antisocial attitudes and behavior. And more aggressive attitude to women. Studies have shown that exposure to porn can lead to increased desensitization to sexual violence and rape. Listen to this, and I put this in and I'm going to make uh, a statement. A strong statistical correlation has been found between circulation rates of porn magazines and rape Rates in that area. In other words, wherever rape is predominant, so is pornography. I think what made, brought that to the forefront was a re- remarkable interview that Dobson, Dr. J- James Dobson, had with uh, Ray uh, Bundy, that's his name, Bundy some years ago. He, he ex- and you know, he killed a lot of women, he raped a lot of women, but he said every time before he went, he would arouse himself pornography. That's why I have a real problem with the psychologists who say that rape is more a matter of power than it is of sexual arousal. I, don't, I disagree with that to some extent. I think it is. It has to do with power. But it's also involved with this kind of pornographic exposure as well. It creates a desire for things that the person cannot get immediately around This is why some violence happens in homes, because the husband views these things and then tries to get the wife to do what he's seen on these porn magazines, and it doesn't happen. Violence comes as a result of that as well. This is not a simple matter here. This is a very important thing. Let me read you something concerning the Bahamas and exposure. They have now, it formed two years ago in the Bahamas, a unit that they call the cyber crimes unit of the central detective unit that is focusing now on this particular situation. Some 15,000 Bahamians have paid membership in adult internet sex groups, according to assistant superintendent of police Paul Roll, who added that child pornography in the country has also become an issue for police. This is the Bahamas now, I'm talking about the United States. I had a young lady come into my office not too long ago because she said she was walking past her son's, her son is 13 years old, I think it was, and she saw these pictures that he was painting of nude women and women in all kinds of postures. She went horrified. What are you doing? She says, I'm doing my homework. homework. There's an assignment, say, see, this site was on the list that my teacher gave me. Now, I don't know how it got on there. Maybe it was an, by an error. Maybe that's how they got it from whatever books they did. But he said, that was not the first time. He had other sites. Parents, do you know what your child looks at on the computer when they're doing their school assignment? That's how they can get hooked on pornography and ruin their life, and your life, too. Listen to this. ASP Rohl, who is heads of the Cyber Crimes Unit of the Central Detective Unit, said that in 2006, there were 11,400 Bahamians registered on pornographic or sex group websites, such as, I'm not going to give you the names, It is growing by leaps and bounds, so you can expect to have the problem of Internet porn in the Bahamas. That's two years ago. What we have seen now with the opening of the cellular world is that persons are now using their cell phones to generate and transmit these pornographic materials, most of them from the Internet. They download it to their machines and start passing them around, he said. One of the things I want to bring to your attention as young people, because I'm going to to jump ahead now because I might not be able to finish this presentation and I might have to pick it up again, but I want to address something to young people. Persons can spend up to three years in prison for being involved in pornography. That means taking your cell phone and showing nude pictures over. One more from the Bahamas. There are several laws in the Bahamas that govern the use of the internet, including the Computer Misuse Act and the Act to Protect Privacy of an Individual Electronic Communication and Transaction Act of 2007 But a lot of people don't know about this yet because it's so new It is against the law to do some of these things in the Bahamas Listen to this now We have had at least one sexual assault which originated through the internet chat rooms It was a minor that the people actually met. With regard to that individual, we caught him. And he's actually before the courts. Chat rooms where people go in and they talk to one another. They come to find out who you are, what you like, what you don't like, and so on. So much going on here about this. But let me read something else. It became a surprise to me in my research. Um, as where the sources of pornographic material comes from, and I was startled by this one, and maybe Ron could help me with this one. In fact, Ron, I was going to give you a call, but I, I, I didn't do that. They were saying here, this is from uh, World, Net Net New, uh, World Net Daily. An online company providing books to hundreds of Christian bookstores throughout Canada, the United States, and the Bahamas, promotes X-rated materials, occult titles, manuals on homosexuality, sexuality, and lesbianism, and Satanism, according to a center that monitors the industry. A WND has reported a company called Book Manager serves as St. Catherine's, Ontario, Christian bookstore, whose owner recently discovered books on occultism, pornography, and the like, could be located through their Christian bookstore website. Isn't that amazing? Ron, that's a warning. You better check that out and pass it on to, to Greg and those as well. In other words, you go on to the site looking for Christian books, and you can find pornography books. With Christian titles. They give rep- they give titles on here. Again I wouldn't read them for you. They give certain titles. One, but one I could read it on. Is. Um, uh, that you know about is. The Bi- Satan's bible. Because it has bible in it. People look at it. The marketing of evil. And so on. The point I'm trying to make is. That there are all kinds of sources, unexpected, that we could be uh, exposed to and exposed to all kinds of pornographic materials. Be careful how you go into bookstores, all bookstores. Now I'm going to even say Christian bookstores. Now don't be too concerned about uh, Ron's and Dingo. I'm sure that wouldn't be in there, but generally speaking, all right? But now, let me do this for the young people just before I go. I'll come back, because I have a lot of other, other stuff here. I want to talk about sexting. Sexting. They call this the new teen craze. This is from the lawyers.com, a section where lawyers deal with these kinds of things. And this is what it says. Are naked pictures of your teen being sent from person to person or posted on the internet, I'm asking parents this now. If your teen has access to a cell phone, there's a chance that they are, and you might not know, even know about it. Three teenage girls in Pennsylvania, several boys in their class, a boy in Wisconsin, and other teens all over the country, are facing charges of child pornography. You know why? Because they took the cell phones, took na- pictures of their naked selves or their friends doing certain things, or not doing certain things, and sent it on the phone. That's against the law, and it's possible for these children to have their names put down in the book as being, uh, uh, what is the term? Sex offenders for life. These like many kids are engaging in sexting, S-E-X-T-I-N-G, the latest term in the digital revolution. Is it the practice of sending erotic images and messages via cell phone or posting the images on the internet? And while this may raise a few eyebrows when done by adults, it raises a lot more concern when the ones doing the sexting are kids. All across the world, boys and girls are using the built-in cameras in their cell phones to take nude and semi-nude shots of themselves and sending them to boyfriends, friends, or classmates. Some only send the pictures to a single person while others send it to a dozen. But then when you get angry with your boyfriend or your girlfriend to spite you, that's, I'm quoting, these things actually happen. They just publicize it for everybody to see. A survey of American teens in January suggested that as many as one in five are engaged in sexting. Now, young people and adults watch this video. It's only about nine minutes, and I'll end with this one. We'll pick it up next time. But this one is called Sexting, What It Is and What You Can Do About It. It's an interview between two young people, two young men who talk about this and deal with young people. I want you to listen carefully because I'm hoping that I'll encourage you to check on what your young people are doing with their cell phones. Please watch the video. I'm Jameson. And I'm
1: Bryson. Sexting. Sexting, that's today's topic. It's basically texting with a twist. Teenagers are increasingly sending uh, photos of themselves naked on their cell phones, uh, through email, through instant messaging. Uh, Also also along with um, pictures, they're also doing video and just sexually explicit text messages. so today we're going to talk about that um, and what you as parents and what you can do, even uh, just as a friend, to help to help kind of avoid this.
2: Right. It's kind of I mean it's kind of a new fad, almost among teenagers, and it kind of has to do with this whole the the, the privacy thing is kind of going away. I mean, with Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and all these things, lives are or, becoming more public. Right, and more more transparent. And sometimes in a bad way. And one of the one of the ways is this whole you know. Visual medium of, of sending and receiving nude, you know, or semi-nude photos, and um, some of the statistics are pretty shocking. Twenty um, percent of teenage girls in the thirteen to sixteen year old range have sent nude or semi-nude photos of themselves to that, somebody else. That's one in every five. One girls. in five. One in five teenage girls has done that. Uh, it's about the same with boys. Eighteen percent have done that, and then thirty-nine percent of all of those teenagers have sent sexually explicit um, text, whether that's email or text messages or something like that. So it's becoming pretty, pretty huge. And we hadn't even heard of the term sexting uh, until a few days ago. And so we thought, well, a lot of you may never have heard of it either, but we felt like, gosh, we gotta, we got to get the word out about this and create awareness and give you some practical ways to, to deal with it.
1: So, so it's
2: so it's a huge, it's a big issue. I mean,
1: I mean, these are really, literally teens putting themselves on public display. Text messages that were meant for just a boyfriend or just a girlfriend are being distributed to an entire school in some cases,
2: right. and in even one case, leading to the girl's suicide. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's crazy. I mean, it really is. I mean, with the click of a button, you know, that photo can be shot out to everybody in the school.
1: And Not to so. mention, uh, being being uh, sentenced with. With um child, child pornography. pornography. Yeah, they're as trying to a, figure as out as a how, teenager.
2: Yeah, I mean they're trying to figure out how these laws work because legally if you send a photo of an underage person in the nude, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're you're distributing child pornography. You're you're a sex offender. And so it's it's just crazy. So anyway, what we wanted to do in this segment in this podcast is to give you some Create awareness and give you some ideas on how to deal with this. So,
1: so, so first off, uh, we've got Bryson. He was talking to Scott McClurg from Covenant Eyes, and most of you know Covenant Eyes is a computer software to kind of provide accountability online. But Scott and Bryson talked a little bit about what it what it means now for the you know the whole cell phone generation.
2: Right. So let's go to that. Interview. We're going, to, we're going to share with you a short segment from that, and then later we're going to post the full interview um, online so you can listen to it. So let's go to Scott McClurg uh, in this interview. Well, this, this podcast is really about the whole sexting issue, and we're starting to see a lot about it in the news, and people are talking about it a lot. I mean, is this something that you all at Covenant Eyes are, are aware of?
3: Yeah, absolutely. This is something that we've uh, been aware of. And actually, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, in the, in really in the last, uh, kind of starting at the beginning of this year, the, of this year uh, with bringing about with the iPhone and some of the new technology that that's come forward, it's taken an even bigger step forward uh, as far as, you know, what is this issue of sexting going on. And we're very aware of that here at Covenant Eyes, and we actually deal, you know, a lot of, People ask us questions about that. Uh, We've been talking about it on our blog and really trying to give parents uh, and people some resources.
2: What are some of those steps that a parent could take?
3: You have a situation where you have parents who are giving their children these phones that have, uh, you know, basically the iPhone is essentially a computer in your hand. And uh, what they're doing is they're giving their children, these phones that have cameras that have all of these different options, and they're not taking into consideration, you know, the fact that, you know, what really can be done with these phones, what type of information can be distributed, and so you have a situation where parents are giving their children these different phones, some of the iPhone, you know, some just regular phones that, you know, just have a camera and text messaging on them, and they're not, and at that point, they're taking a hands-off approach, and they're not. Educating themselves on what's going on, what are their children doing on these phones? In the end, it still comes back to, and this is one of the things that we talk about, especially on our blog, is that Covenant Eyes is is is, is one piece of the puzzle. It's a tool. It's not meant to be the uh, the be all and end all solution uh, to looking at what's on the computer. What we've designed the program to do is basically be a springboard into communicating with whoever it is is using the program. We want to get people talking. So if it's a if it's a mother and a father who want their their son or their daughter to be accountable on the internet, what we're really trying to do is yeah, we're going to give them the best possible tools we can to to let the mom and the dad know what you know what the son or the daughter is doing on the computer. But at the same time, what we're really trying to do is get mom and dad to talk to their son or their daughter and educate the parents on what their children are doing on the internet, because we can have the greatest tool in the world, and without that factor, and without that communication going on between the two parties, and that mentoring going on, you know, then the program is just a program, and it's not going to do what it is that we wanted to do for them.
2: All right. Well, that was the interview with Scott, and we we just really, really appreciate Covenant Eyes. They've done they're doing awesome stuff, and so really encourage you to check out. CovenantEyes.com, some great stuff there. So what Scott gave us a couple of ideas. What are some other ideas, ways that you, especially as parents or as friends or, or mentors or whoever, how can you deal with this issue of sexting? Number one, talk
1: to your kids. Uh, really being proactive with your relac- in your relationship with them is key. I mean, if you're, if you're involved in your kid's life, chances of
2: this stuff happening are far and far less. Right, so that's like huge, talk to them about it. Number two, uh, you can disable the multimedia, the ability for them to send multimedia on their cell phone. And that's a that's an option that you can call the carrier and say, hey, I wanna turn off uh, the data plan basically that allows them to send um, photos or video like a text message? Well number three
1: is um, go ahead and install some accountability or fil- filtering software on their computer. Uh, as you heard with the with the interview with Scott as well, there is some they're trying to make steps towards getting some uh, software for phones as well. Um, but you know uh, uh, go ahead and download uh, Covenant Eyes, put it on the computer, um, put it on their computer and check you know keep an eye on their computer don't don't let them have
2: uh, laptops in their room alone. Uh, let's see. The next, the next idea is do spot checks on your uh, on your teenager's cell phone uh, bill. What you can do is you can kind of go through and look for spikes in the data, like the data traffic. And basically, what that is, like you can see the text messages, text messages that they send. So let's say it's an eight hundred text messages a month or whatever. Um, but you can also see the amount of images or video that they send, and it'll kind of usually it's a it's a graph that'll show you that. But look and see if there's big spikes in it uh, mm-hmm. from month to month. You can tell that they're sending more uh, photos, sending or receiving photos or video. Number five, just remember that this sexting deal can do some lasting damage. A
1: lot of a lot of the kids who have been involved in it have been slapped with some pretty hefty charges, which they're working on. Uh, you know, discerning right now whether or not these teenagers should be, actually be registered sex offenders or not, but that's not a road that you want to go down. Um, just, just explain to your kids the dangers that are potentially involved with doing stuff like this. Yeah, there's a huge chance they won't ever get caught, but that little is that little chance that they will. Is that worth
2: it? Yeah, or their picture is going to end up, you know, on some yeah. crazy web page somewhere. And then the last one. Is also the first one. Talk about it. Talk to talk to your kids. If if it's your kid you're worried about, talk to them about it. If it's if it's somebody that you're mentoring, talk to them about it. Uh, that's the most important thing. And and you know, if you haven't had the sex talk yet, uh, we have some resources that are coming out really soon uh, for fathers and sons and for mothers and daughters to help jumpstart that conversation. So talk about it. That's the most important thing you can do. Thanks again. And we hope this was helpful, and we will see you next week. Thanks a lot.
0: Okay, as I said, I have quite a lot of material, other material here that I want to share with you. I wanted to show you exactly what the Covenant Eyes software is. It is a tool that we could use both for adults and children. And you can look it up, covenanteyes.com, and you can have an explanation as well. I encourage you as parents to do that. Next time we will be looking at it a little bit more closely. I want to stop now though because the time is going, but I want to give just a few moments for questions again and what you think about this and which if you think it's a something that is serious at all, and the next time we will pick up from where we left off here. I am convinced it's a serious thing. From an adult point of view, it's wrecked marriages, homes, ministries. I know pastors who have been involved with it. Some still are struggling with it. There are individuals probably that you know quite well who are struggling with it. And uh, we're going to show how we could be of help to some of these individuals as well. But let me take a break here before we close out. Do you have any questions or comments? Oh, yes. Uh, We have a handout uh, that I want to give to parents. Uh, one of fa- for family, please, is not for everyone, uh, it's something I got from, uh, uh, from Dr. Dobson, having to deal with this problem of pornography and with young people, and it goes through uh, some of the things we've talked about, but also give you as parents pointers as to how you can help your child deal with it. So uh, Paul, if you can get someone to help you to give those out right now as well. So as I said, you only need one for family, it's not for every individual. But let me, before we close it, do you have any questions or comments you'd like to make at this time? Over here.
4: Pastor Lee, the first time I heard about sexting was about a year ago on the Tara Banks show, and she had two different sets of panels of kids. Who were texting, talking about it? And this
0: is texting, texting, not sexting. No, sexting. Yeah, Sexting.
4: Okay. No, they weren't just texting; they were sexting. So um, they were so flippant about it. It didn't mean anything. Um, it's they felt it was harmless, and of course, she tried to explain. Once you have it out there in cyber, you can't get it back. Right. And so many people. I mean, people have fallen for less, and some of these people, and and of course, some of them did break up with their boyfriends, and the pictures What's were sent around. Over? all over the place. So the thing I'd like to impress upon the young people is once it's out there, you can't call it back. You may delete it, your friends may be, may delete it, but the other people still have it and they will use it against you later on when something is very important to you. Plus, it's not a chaste thing to do, it's ungodly. Your body is the temple of the Lord and we, we have to keep it that way. So it, I guess it's taken a while for us to get it here but one year ago I saw this.
0: No it has been here, we just don't Nobody has been here, my dear. You could bet your life on it. Don't take that long to get here. Anyone else?
4: Yeah, yeah I was just saying, um, so do you think a child should have a laptop with all this going on? And also, is there any way they could probably lock?
0: Oh yeah, no I, way? Oh, definitely, I think they should, but you just need the police, well, is that a, that's a tough word. You, you, you need to control it a little bit more. There are ways, and as I said, I'm going to show you with, even with Covenant Eyes as far as you are checking on what is done for you to do that. Now Covenant Eyes does not stop the individual from going on the site, but it sends information to you, let them know that they're on there so you can talk. That's the whole idea. They have others, other software that we can look at as well that actually blocks it. You, You can't get on it at all. But one of the safest things we do right now, one of the easiest things is don't allow your young person to use it inside their room where you cannot look at it when you want. That's one of the simplest ways. But the other ways we look at it as well. Any other questions or comments? Charlie, I'm sorry.
4: Um, when we were growing up, we couldn't even give a photograph to a boy. Because if a boy had a photograph, you're done for you were not allowed. <laughs> and no, I mean when I, mean, I think of the change industrialization has brought some very sad back. I oh, mean, yeah,
0: we've come a long way. I know. Baby.
4: <laughs> now what I'm saying is industrialization with its good points has also brought us to some degradation of society and morals and values. I yeah, think that for, is sure.
0: for sure. for I'm becoming one more so. Charlie.
5: Um, one of the things I want to say is, is not just um, iPhones and computers, there's PlayStations. Um, if your neighbor's got a wireless router, your son could be in the room with a PlayStation watching pornographic movies mm-hmm. and you think he's, it, it runs on a lot of devices right. and this Wi-Fi, so there's I a Express, lot of things that home. you may you may block your Wi-Fi but your neighbors may be open and your children know where to wander in your yard and find Wi-Fi Enjoy. and it's a lot of devices not just every electronic device today I had one at work this size to check prices that we brought in. It's a computer, and you can do everything that you do on a, on a laptop. So it's check all the devices, not just...
0: See that? Yep. I can no. do anything a computer could do on this, anything.
5: So the So PlayStation, that's the number one problem they're having in one of the states in the U.S. is that the kids are watching pornography on
0: PlayStation. you think they're playing video games in this they're watching right. pornography. Right. See, again, this underlines the importance of the involvement of parents. Parents, you just cannot say, here, go spend your time on this stuff. You have got to be involved in your child's life if you're going to provide the kind of protection for them that they need. Someone else? Anything from the young people? Any, any comments at all? Have you seen this being done? I'm not asking if you do it now. Anyone? Alright, this is a young fellow. Um, by the way, this looks. It
3: seems that to make sure that you and your friends will not think you're doing it or you get a bad reputation from rumors um I see going um
0: antisocial would that be a bad thing to do? <laughs> it's always bad to be antisocial uh no, you don't have to go antisocial you just have to do the right things rather than doing these bad things, and I'm using these very generally. These are moral things. You do things that are pleasing to the Lord. Young people to have fun do not have to do bad things. They're just caught up in the culture that we're in. And parents have to teach and model to their children. You don't have to be caught up in the culture. You see? That's the important thing. That means we have to show them how to implement a Christian culture into their lifestyle as young believers. That means involvement of parents, though. You see, that's the point, I put a lot of this responsibility, I'm not saying blame, I'm saying responsibility, on parents and their lack of monitoring what their children do. You see. Anything else? Okay. Well, that's true, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of parents are not computer-savvy, that's why you better get computer-savvy. Or at least be checking it out. You know what I'm saying? If you need help, look for those who can help. You see. But be aware, and that's one of the purposes behind this kind of a thing I'm trying to do—to make you aware. You are responsible for your children. You can't leave it to the pastors and the elders, or your school teachers, or your youth leaders. You've got to be involved. I was going to show. I was going to show. A study there that showed that most of the pornographic surfing is done between the hours of eight of nine a.m. and five p.m. Now you would think it's done mostly in the night. It's done during working hours. That means a lot of people who are in the offices and they in their own little private offices. You think they working and figuring out a lot of figures and all kinds of things. They looking at porn. Did you see the study in the states that how much money? that are being sent by government employees who watch porn all day? It's amazing. And you think it's not being done here? You see how many thousands of people are registered users here in the Bahamas? That's not only done from 7 o'clock in the night until 2 o'clock in the morning, it's done during working hours. So if you have a business, you better watch out too or you might be helping to support this kind of a thing. See, one of the things that parents have to be reminded of as far as cell phones and computers and all of that is the money spent. If you are providing the money to take care of what is necessary to use a cell phone and send things off, you have to pay for internet and all of that, you are actually, you are actually encouraging your children to be involved in that kind of a thing if you do not police it properly. Responsibility comes back to us. Why? Oh, there are many reasons. There are many reasons for that. And that's one of the aspects I have here. I really can't go into any detail, but of course the question comes, why does anybody want to watch it? You see, first of all, right away, we know that there's a disconnect between them and the Lord and reading scriptures and so on, because the scripture talks about only we are to focus on those things that are pure and beautiful. You know the whole passage of scripture. But you find individuals who are watching... X-rated movies, and they incline toward. The, by the way, I was going to get into that about cable Bahamas as well, and other things you can get. It's surprising to know how many uh, how many stations that you can you can get on cable Bahamas that are pornographic. You see, pornographic. Now that's a little bit more easy to control in a home, but you can block it and so on. But it's still available. You see, but that gets you see we live we live in a culture that focuses on the stuff you can't sell anything unless you have a half-naked woman everything i don't care what it is you see and so it, it's something is going on all the time this is the culture in which christians find themselves we are not to be immersed in it we are not to be absorbed by it but rather we are to overcome that by living a christ-like life and drawing what we need from the word of God and the spirit of God indwelling us. The closer you get to Jesus Christ. The more horrible this stuff becomes. And the further you want to stay away from it. I could give some real testimony concerning my own life and the struggle. And even at my attempt in my first year of marriage to get my wife Nancy involved. So I know what I'm talking about here. It's a dirty, disgusting, degrading thing. And you think that your child you're playing with this stuff is just having fun. Listen, it could lead to that. It's an addiction. We're going to talk about addiction to porn and how it comes. Just like drugs, just like liquor. The first drink, the first snort, the first look at that picture. Do you know I have flashbacks right now of the first images I saw as a young boy of a naked woman? It doesn't leave you. It's only by the grace of God it doesn't come up all the time. You see, these a serious things, parents. Serious. And I am encouraging you, as these young fellows says here, talk to your children, talk to your child about this, and make sure that you put the proper safeguards in. Guard your hearts. Guard your minds. Guard your eyes. A little song be careful little lie what you see that's the message